radioinfluence.com. You've seen Chef Brian Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's the shittiest Friday in the history of Fridays. Uh, We thought last Friday was shitty. Well, this is even more shittier. Here's our world right now, guys. Uh, I was in the restaurant all morning, rocking and rolling, uh, you know, doing my stuff. Uh, I, I ran home to uh, start doing the recording. The plumber showed up because I've got a toilet leaking downstairs. My dog is barking in the background because there's people downstairs and she can hear them. Uh, so hopefully we'll try to make it through without too much mayhem on the air, as we were going to say. So, uh Oh, Jesus. Let's all stop for five seconds. Let's just do this really fast. That means you too, honey, the dog. I think we all need to just kind of take a breath real quick because we've been pounded and hounded and hit and punched and kicked it in the gut and just beaten up over the last couple of days. And we have had a really shitty week, man. Uh, The worst has come upon us. Uh, something that we never imagined would happen has fully happened. You know, I mean, uh, all the restaurants, the hospitality outlets are shut down. If you sell more than 50% uh, food, in, if you sell more than 50% in booze, then you are required to shut your doors. Um we're on a full down quarantine. We're telling uh, social distancing across the board. We have... Uh, uh, it just massive major issues going on everywhere we turn. So here's our deal right now. And I'm going to hope my dog's going to pay attention in the background as well. We're going to take five seconds. I just want to take five seconds, man. I just want to take a big, huge, like deep cleansing breath. Okay. Well, here we go. We're going to do it right now. We're going to go. <sighs> okay. It's supposed to release some of the stresses and kind of build your brain back up by pulling that air in and holding on to it and kind of stopping your heart for a second, letting it reboot for a couple minutes or a couple seconds there. And that's exactly what we're looking for is kind of a reboot. And, you know, the weird part about that is I feel that's exactly what's happened. We have come to a full blown reboot. Uh, we need to stop. We need to reassess. We need to uh, uh, reassign, realign everything that's going on. Uh, In our lives, we can't stop the dog from barking. We can't stop the fact that our children are home with us in school and not in school. We can't stop the fact that we, uh, in some cases, a lot of us don't have an income. You know, I mean, look, I don't have an income right now. Uh, All the appearances that I had uh, were canceled. Nightclub and Bar, which is a huge show uh, for the industry that we're talking about all the time, uh, was canceled. That is a, a major play in my company's consulting side. Uh, and we had to stop it. We had to back off. We had to cancel the show, which means that, guess what? Nobody's getting paid. Okay. Nobody's, nobody's going to the expo. Nobody's going out there to find out what's going on. We rescheduled it for June. But here's the bigger question in that. Are we going to be able to 
hold on to that until June. You know, is the show even going to happen in June? We have no idea. This and what's going on in the industry at this moment right now is just ripping people apart. Um, we really just don't know what the plan is. So we need to figure it out. Uh, we've got to kind of come up with some ways that we're going to be able to be more creative, that we're going to be able to be um, wiser and uh, much smarter in, in the way that we move forward. Uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of restaurant groups right now that are questioning where they are. Let me rephrase that because it's not the restaurant groups, but I really do think it is the smaller mom and pops. Based on some research that I've been doing and on some stuff that I've been finding out, they're saying anywhere from 25 to 35 percent of restaurants across the country are going to close. Danny Myers on uh, yesterday um, – uh, laid off over you know 2,000 workers. 80% of his workforce was laid off. Waking up today and doing a little bit more research and kind of finding out some more stuff within restaurant and hospitality, all of that. Cameron Rest, uh, Mitchell Restaurants out of um, uh, Ohio, who own uh, Ocean Prime, laid off 4,500 people. 4,500 people have been laid off in one organization. Think about the the impact of that. I mean, that's 4,500 people that had a job on Friday of last week and do not have jobs right now by, by, by no fault of their own. You know, uh, some of us have the ability to uh, work through it in another way. You know, my restaurant, the bulk of my business is to go. So it, it didn't, you know, it's, it's impacting me on the level of I don't have the double world of income where I have people sitting in the restaurant, sitting down dining, and I have people coming in to pick up food. So now my one-man kitchen, you know, because I have always had a one-man kitchen, uh, is running, trying to get everything packed up, set up, ready to rock and roll, uh, you know, by himself while I'm running the registers, answering the phones. Luckily, and I do say luckily, and I want to say this in a very grateful manner, we have had a wonderful amount of community support over the last day. Yesterday was the first day that we've opened up since really, uh, you know, the kind of the weekend where it was still a little bit questionable. They were talking about some closures in certain areas, but, you know, it wasn't as grandiose as it is right now. Um, I know that Sunday when I got down to Florida or Saturday when I got down to Florida, one of the big things that happened was that everybody got shut down for St. Patrick's Day. You know, we uh, look at St. Patrick's Day as a major opportunity for revenue. It's kind of that that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that is there's by the way guys there's nothing i can do about the dog it, 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 there's nothing unless i muzzle her mouth she's going to continue to bark so i apologize um i think uh you know what happened was we we all come out of the doldrums of the winter you know i mean look even in florida you know they're having the doldrums as well but for us we're really walking out of the doldrums of winter on the east coast and the northeast and you know through the midwest and across you know the the larger portion of the northern part of the country all the way going over into washington and stuff and one of the big things that is happening is we lost that major day some people are doing 50 grand on a st patrick's day some people are doing 10 grand on a st patrick's day but you know, when sales are cut, like we had in one of the properties where I was this weekend that are cut 
by almost 70%. You know, I mean, we've already, we already laid that, that money in, in a lot of our cases was already laid out. We were going into a weekend of a St. Patrick's Day. Parades were happening on Sunday. You know, St. Patrick's Day wasn't until Tuesday, but nobody was allowed in the bars come St. Patrick's Day. So everything had to stop. So all of the money that we laid out, all the beer that we put out, all the food that we bought for this, you know, all of the backup stuff, the bands that we had put into place, you know. I was, I'm lucky enough to be friends with and be able to do some stuff down in Fort Myers where the guy that I was working with and the gentleman who hires me, who is a very good friend of mine at this point, what he does is he didn't cancel anybody. You know, he kept the band on and he paid the band for the full day and he had a full staff on during the entire day and they had a good day, but they didn't have the day that, that, that was being planned for. So uh, we all feel that we all know that we're all feeling every part of that. There are restaurant groups. I have friends of mine that own mixology bars that are just closed. You know, Kayla Robeson down in Cincinnati, the oldest bar in Cincinnati, completely closed down. Um, you know, uh, Matt Varga out of Providence, Rhode Island, closed all of his restaurants down. Jennifer Bem Lazzarini up in Providence, Rhode Island is, uh, you know, has a wonderful tiny little spot, you know, a nice raw bar that comes in, a small bar, 12 tables in the entire restaurant. And now she's trying to scrape it together, you know, and she doesn't do to-go food. Her food is an upper class of food, not a fine dining, but it's a finer dining. And now she's trying to make it work by offering to go. I mean, how quickly are we changing our concepts to try to make this work? Barbecue places like mine, which are smokehouses, which are mainly set up as to go operations, I'm still operating. I luckily had a great amount of support yesterday. I'm going to see what happens over the next week and two. I can't guarantee that I can keep my staff on during all of this time, you know. Uh, and there's a point where I have to make the decision of, I want to get paid as well, you know, because this was a, this was an existing business that I bought. I rebuilt it. I rebranded it. And my goal was for that May one kind of hit, we were going to open back up for six days on April 7th. And then our goal was once May one hit, we start moving into the next round of things, but I, I can't sustain a property for the next couple of months without income. You know, no matter what I do, I'm not going to be able to um, keep an entire staff on. Uh, all the catering parties that we had that we had set up are, have all canceled. You know, so there was a huge amount of revenue right there that's just gone. Really, there's nothing out there, you know, that we can all hang on to. So, uh, so, so what do we do? Well, let's take a look at some of the other situations that are going on because we're going to break it down. You know, they're saying that there's going to be almost 7 million people within the hospitality industry that are going to be laid off. Okay. But they're saying that again, that, 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 you know, I mean, look, we saw yesterday 4,500 people the day before that 25 or yesterday, 2000 people today, 4,500. And that's just on two major restaurant groups. We're not talking about all the little ones. So we're talking about a layoff of almost 7 million people, even if that's for two weeks, which at this point, some of the information that I heard this morning was that it's not just for two weeks. We're going to be talking about an eight week period right now of restaurant closures, of full quarantining the whole nine yards. So I'm going to hop into uh, a news source real quick and see what I can um, pull up for everybody just to get an idea of exactly what's going on. So um, 
by doing a little bit of research and hopping into my restaurant sites and all of that stuff, um, it is going to, uh, uh, there's just so much news, man, so much news. So, um, Italy is up more than 3,400 deaths surpassing the three, the 3,200 in China, according to the world health organization. And realized that they shut their entire country down. The entire country was on a country-wide quarantine. You had to stay in your house. We are not doing that here. We are not paying attention to this in any way whatsoever. Um, you know, we're still doing offering to go. We're still uh, our grocery stores are still open. Our our big box stores are still open. The convenience stores are still open as well. You know, I mean, I, I drove past one today, you know, and, and at lunch and there was an entire group of people standing in there, you know, the idea of social distancing and the idea of covering your mouth and washing your hands all the time and not congregating in larger parties, larger than 10 is just falling by the wayside. And this is going to screw us when it comes to what we're trying to do to move forward. So, um, let's see what we have here. Yeah. Italy's up more than 3,400 deaths across the board. Um, you know, we've got, uh, our elderly that are out there right now. I talked to my mother on the phone yesterday. She feels great. She's super happy. She's continuously, um, in, you know, saying, I'll help you in the restaurant. You don't have to pay me. Like I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. But do I want to put my 74 year old mother behind a counter uh, where I have people walking into the restaurant to pick up food. We're doing our best to do a full um, outdoor pickup where people are walking, you're driving their cars up, we're dropping it in the in the back. You know, we're working on that whole process right now. But that means that I have to bring extra staff in because now I've got to have somebody to run the food out to the car while I'm manning the register and the phones. And we can't afford that because we have a minimum, a minimal income. So uh, let's see what else we got over here. Um, everybody's at home, man. And we're starting to see super creative things. So on a positive level, we're actually starting to see some really cool things happening. But I think that, uh, what we have to do at this point is really start to work as close as possible with the communities where we live, with the communities that, um, are around us. I had a friend of mine who called me yesterday and said she was doing a community order, and what that meant was she went on to Facebook and basically sent everybody in her neighborhood the menu to my restaurant and said, I'm going over on Friday to pick it up. If you guys would like me to pick up food for you, please let me know. Because what I'm going to do, she said, is I'll pick up all the food. You guys pay for it. You do everything. I'll put it all in my car. I'll bring it back here. I'll park my car in the driveway. You guys can come over and take it out of the car when you get that out, you know, when you get there. Or she'll pull up in front of your house or whatever she wants to do. That's up to her. But what an unbelievable idea to think about when you can think about that community-based shopping. If you're going to a grocery store, call a couple of your neighbors. Hey, I'm going to the store. Throw me 40 bucks. Let me get whatever it is that you need. You need some milk. You need some eggs. You know, you need some more damn toilet paper. I'll grab it for you. That's really what it is that we need to do. And that's not the 65-year-old woman. That's the 25-year-old kid who is not as susceptible as everybody else, who has a much better immune system and really a much stronger health system. Um, you know, why is it that my mother went to Walmart yesterday? Really, seriously, mom, why the hell did you go to Walmart yesterday? Um, 
But I think we need to think outside of the box. We need to start really first and foremost, we've got to stay inside. Um, I'm doing everything in my power to stay in the house and stay in the restaurant. Um, if I'm running outside real quick, you know, uh, we're sanitizing every single part of it, whether it be the door handles and the computer screens. We're triple um, sealing our bags, meaning we're stapling them. Then we're stapling a menu to it, and then we're restapling the top of it so that we're getting a full seal across the top. And we're over double and triple folding so that if I do have a caviar or an Uber Eats or something like that, then we're finally getting, you know, we're, we're getting it super closed and it's in a much safer place. I bought heated bags for the restaurant so that our food stays warm when we're doing any form of delivery. Or we've staged all of our two tops up against a side wall that we put a phone, we put the number of the order, we put the check, and then in between that, we put the order. So, you know, we put the food. So when a guest calls up and says, Hey, I'm Bob or number 52, I'm out back. We reach over, we grab it, we pull it out of the heat bag and then we put it right over. Um, we run it right out to their car. So we're being super safe on that level as much as we can. Um, to think about some of the other options that we have that are out there, I was doing delivery. You know, I was running uh, food last night to, to, uh, to our guests. And what we're doing is I'm calling them before I get there and saying, hey, I'm, I'm almost at your house. Um, I'm going to leave the food on the, at the bottom of the steps or outside of your door. And then once I leave, feel free to, to open up the door and get the food. You know, we're doing everything on a super safe level. And this is where we've become hustlers, man. We are all hustlers, you know. A friend of mine owns a series of bar, or it's a bar up in New York State that she's unable to open. You know, she's unable to keep that open. So she's like, well, screw it. I'm going to sell food then. You know, I'm going to sell food and then I'm going to offer the booze to go because now they're allowing you, if you sell food, to offer booze to go. So she's like, I'm going to create, you know, she's doing growlers and a burger and I think a roll of toilet paper kind of as a joke for like 20 bucks. You know, we're not making any money off of this stuff, but what we're doing is we're allowing the opportunity for our staff to continue to work. Um, there's just a lot that's going on, man. You know, I mean, when you think about it, the basics of everything is that we need to stay home. We need to wash our hands. We need to be super aware of the elderly and the very, very young. And we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves at the same time. I'm really excited to see some of the creativity that's coming out of people online. You know, we're looking at mixologists like Molly Wellman down in Cincinnati, Ohio. She's now doing mixology classes online with her production crew, I'm air quoting that, because her production crew is her three cats. Like it's a brilliant video and she's saying, if you liked this, do me a favor and send me a couple bucks on Venmo so that I can support the cost of the production staff or of the staff who's not working right now. Um, this is gonna be devastating. It's going to be absolutely devastating, everybody. So what we need to do right now is we need to, like I said, kind of readdress, refocus, and we really need to reset. Um, there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to have jobs. Uh, I also have a major concern and a major fear that, look, after two weeks, people aren't going to want to order food anymore. They're not going to want to continue to spend all that money on the food. My average check in my barbecue place is $48 and I don't have booze. So how long is that sustainable. You know, I'm offering college plates right now for kids that are stuck here. Come in with your college ID or call us up, show us your college ID. And it's a $10 plate. You know, I'm offering pulled pork and chopped chicken, chopped barbecue chicken with two sides and some French fries for $10. 
Okay. If you're a vegetarian, I'm doing cauliflower and smoked portobello mushrooms that are mixed together with vegetarian sides. Like we're really trying to help people out. I don't make money at $10 on that plate. You know, it doesn't, it's not sustainable for me to do that, but I have the product in house. I just dropped another 80 pounds of pulled, you know, of, of pork shoulder into the, the oven last night, the smokers today, you know, I'm trying to find some ways that we can do some super fun stuff, get some revenue in, stay open. But if this goes on past two weeks, I'm going to have to shut the doors, man. I'm going to have to close it down for a while. And then at that point, what realistically do I do? Do I give the remaining amount of food away? You know, when I first bought the place, I gave away a couple grand worth of perishable products, not perishable, but, you know, a bunch of dry goods and dressings and seasonings and spices and, you know, frozen food that I had in there that I'm just not going to use in a barbecue spot. And uh, no offense, now I'm kind of wishing I had some of that back because I could put a daily menu out and maybe come up with something super cool. Who knows? But we need to be creative, guys, and we have to be supportive. We have to realize that this is ultimately going to end. There's no doubt about that. This is ultimately going to end. It's going to go away. But who's left standing is really the big question at this point. How many people have prepared for this? How many people are ready for it? And I think in this world of just such massive abundance, you know, if I see, if I want something, I go on Amazon and I order it. Matter of seconds. Today, I went and canceled my Hulu account. Why? Because I haven't fucking watched Hulu in like a year. But I'm paying $6.95 a month for it. I'm trying to cut back my expenses. I'm trying to be aware of what it is that I'm spending. You know, like I said, I've got to drive to Jacksonville on Sunday, take five days, two to get down there, one to pack up and load, two to get home. I could do it in a full 16 hours, but do I want to do that? Do I want to get sick? Do I want to let my body wear itself down again? There's a lot of thoughts that's, that are going into this. So I'm going to figure it out just like everybody else is, but we're not, we're also not thinking about the remainder of the people that are out there besides the hospitality. You know, I heard an art, I heard a, a news story yesterday about the Pennsylvania turnpike and the fact that none of the drivers, the truck drivers, the semi drivers have anywhere to go to the bathroom. They don't have a warm place to go to the bathroom. They're pulling up outside of a location and they've left porta potties there for them. There's no place to get a cup of coffee while you're on the highway. You know, if you get off of the highway, you pay as a toll to get off of the highway to get back on again, and then you're hitting it again. So now you're hitting it the time and time and time again for the tolls every time you're getting off of a highway. So this guy can go to the bathroom, get himself some dinner, take a shower, park somewhere. Um, and the supply chain itself, I mean, you want to start at the restaurants? Let's break it down from there. How many drivers are now being laid off because they, the big, you know, the big delivery companies are just not delivering? How many U.S. food drivers were laid off? How many Cisco, Chef's Warehouse, PFG, GFS, you know, all these other smaller operators that are not doing the revenue that they did before? You know, my order for tomorrow is probably going to be about three hundred bucks. And that's going to be French fries and some dry goods to get me set through my weekend because I already purchased all my meats today to get me set through the whole weekend. So, you know, we're thinking about those guys that are losing their jobs. And then how about the people that are driving the food from the broker or the storage facility to the warehouses where it gets distributed to us? How about all of those people? You cut back on the drivers. Now, do I need four dispatchers or am I running with one? How about the farmers that are producing all of this food? We are walking into the spring. We're literally running into the spring at this point. It was 60 degrees yesterday. It was 54 today. 
you know, we're running into spring right now. This is when these farmers are planting and getting the seeds done and getting everything ready to rock and roll. What is going to happen in the next couple of weeks when all of this starts to produce? We don't have restaurants that are able to purchase it. Now we're throwing food away. Where are we going to donate it to? What are, who's going to come into a farmer to a, a you know to a farm and pick up a hundred and sixty thousand pounds of corn? I don't know anybody who's going to do that. We're going to have a tremendous amount of waste. We're going to have a tremendous amount of garbage that's going to start being um, uh, kind of what word am I looking for? Uh, what word? Jesus, I can't even think. Accumulated trash and garbage is going to start to really accumulate because look, we're all home now. We're all home. Before we were in our offices. Now we're going to have home. Our trash men are coming around and they're picking stuff up. They're picking up all the disinfectant wipes. They're picking up all the trash, all that stuff that's being put outside. They're now susceptible to this as well. So the best thing that I can say to everybody is really back off just for two weeks, man, two weeks. Don't leave your house. Support your local restaurants. Keep clean. Check in on a neighbor that's older than you. Give them a call. Go over and knock on their door and stand behind the door. Let them stand in their house. You stand behind it. Check on it. Talk to them. Communicate with them. Find out if they have FaceTime. Maybe you can communicate with them through that. That way, if they need anything, you're only a phone call away. You don't have to worry about them. If they need to get some food, they can ask you. If they're going to the grocery store, they can ask you if they need something or if you need something. I mean, we need to think outside of the box. We need to be creative and we've got to be resilient because this is going to come back. We know that it's going to come back. There's no doubt. It always comes back. But for right now, all they're saying to us is stay in your house. Stop traveling. Stop running around. Stop partying. Stop going down to the beach. Stop doing that. You know, they shut St. Patrick's Day down. Then they shut the parade days down. Now we're looking at going into Cinco de Mayo. We've got Easter. We've got Mother's Day coming up. We've got Father's Day coming up. Where is this going to stop? We don't know. Nobody knows. We're not getting answers from the people that we are looking to, to be able to do that for us. So we need to kind of figure this out on our own. I'm going to be doing a bunch of research today and tomorrow to find out some more information on stuff. I'm going to post a lot of it on uh, my Facebook page. So feel free to go over to that Facebook page and kind of check it out. Um, that's all I got for this moment, guys. I, I really am kind of worn out and beaten up and tired. And, um, and I feel bad that it's just kind of a chatty show and we're not really coming to any solutions or conclusions on anything. But I'd love to know what your ideas are and what you guys are working on um, right now. You know, what are you doing to supplement your income? What are you doing to take care of the fact that your kids are home plus you have a full-time job at that same time? What exactly is it that you're doing? So send me a message on Twitter. Um, I'd love it on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, Chef Brian Duff on Twitter, Chef Brian Duffy on uh, Facebook, obviously Chef Brian Duff on Instagram. But, you know, I mean, if you want to send me a message on there, I'd love it. I, I'll, I'll probably repost it for everybody to see. But, yeah, definitely dig in and do that. So um, I'm with you, everybody. I'm here for you. Um, I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. And I'm in the same boat, man. I'm in the same boat as everybody else out there in this industry right now. So let's pull together. Let's rally together. Let's make it awesome. And fuck you, coronavirus. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. 
This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 